Purpose is all about a community of people who seek to be intentional about how we think and behave towards an intended goal. We believe that what we say, think, and do governs our ability to progress on purpose towards our goal and ultimately lead to success. In simple terms, it is the action of being intentional and making progress on purpose. Thank you so much for joining into episode number two in the first season entitled The Winning Season. In this season, we will be discussing what it takes to prepare and walk in your winning season or what is known to be the greatest season of your life. We all have our own journey and when we live intentionally, we make purposeful decisions and strategic moves that allow us to set ourselves on a path to live our best life. So if you are new to this community, I encourage you to listen to our welcome message as well as the first message entitled, Are You Going Somewhere? In order to get a clear understanding of what this show is all about. But since you're listening, you are here for and with purpose. So go ahead and hit the subscribe button now to stay connected because this show will not do anything more than help you grow, live, and make progress on purpose. If you listen to our first episode entitled, Are You Going Somewhere? You know that it is time for our segment called People Popping Out. This is the segment of the show where we highlight, celebrate, and give kudos to people in the media, whether that be mainstream media, social media, or wherever, uh, who are living intentionally to make progress towards their goals and make strides in the community or the lives of other people, or simply doing what it takes to make their life better, their family lives better, or our entire world better. This week, I would like to draw our attention to Mr. and Mrs. Russell Wilson. If you haven't heard, Ciara and Russell Wilson are now the co-owners of a professional sports franchise. According to an article on blackbusiness.com, they have just purchased ownership stakes to become co-owners of the Seattle Sounders FC, a professional major league soccer team. After recently signing a $140 million contract with the Seattle Seahawks, 30-year-old Wilson decided to venture into the business side of the sport. Meanwhile, his 33-year-old wife, Sierra, wanted to make investments, particularly to increase female ownership stakes in business, entertainment, as well as sports. And as Sierra says, she hopes to inspire women and girls, especially their two-year-old daughter, to make waves in the industry where they are underrepresented. She says, this is not only a special moment for Russ and I, but for our kids as well. Well, Sierra and Russell, we want to congratulate you. We want to big you up, give you kudos because you are truly doing some intentional things. The intentional decision that you make to secure a legacy for your kids, as well as be a representative in this underrepresented field is outstanding and amazing. And so we celebrate you today on our show. You are our pop out of the week. If you know someone who is popping out and deserves recognition on the show, DM me on Instagram at Progress on Purpose Podcast. Don't forget to follow first. Message me on Facebook at Progress on Purpose Podcast page or send me an email at Progress on Purpose Podcast at gmail.com. I would love to highlight them on the show. So for today's topic, I have a question for us. 
And that topic is, what is your faith doing? What is your faith doing? And as we know, faith is a religious term. And so I went to my Bible to define what faith is. And two scriptures came to mind that I wanted to highlight for today's topic. The first one is Hebrews 11 and 1, which if you are familiar with the King James Version, you know that it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. I really like the New Living Translation that says, Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. And then James 2 and 20 says, Faith without works is dead. And whenever I think about faith, I always remember an illustration that I heard some years ago in church where the preacher took a chair and he said to someone in the congregation, come up here and sit down in this chair. And so the person sat down and then he said, stand up. So the person stood up and then he said, sit down. So the person sat down again. And he said, when you sat down, did you have any doubt, any reservation that this chair was going to crumble or fall apart when, when you went to go sit down? So the person's like, no. And so he said, so you didn't think that the chair was going to throw you over or make you fall out of it as soon as you sat down or not be there for you to sit down? And she said, no, I put the chair there. I saw you put the chair there, so I know it's there. I'm going to sit down. And he began to talk about how we have more faith in a chair, an inanimate object, than we do in God sometimes. And that we do in even the things that we pray about, the things that we desire. And so as we talk about what your what is your faith doing today, I want us to keep those things in mind. I have a testimony from this summer that I'd like to share with us. And it's kind of sensitive to me because it was the first time that I was put in this situation. Um, but I saw God in an entirely different way this summer. So... Um, when summer began, I needed to make some additional money, and that was because my husband and I, we work out a way to pay our bills collectively, and so I have my portion, he has his portion, but I'm a teacher, so over the summer, I generally don't work. Now, I still save money throughout the year so that I can have money in the summer. I am responsible in that way. Um, however, I needed some uh, additional money because we had decided to go to our friend's wedding in Cancun. And when we said that we were going to replace the money from our income tax, uh, we weren't able to because we filed jointly. We didn't have a lot of tax write-offs and so we got hit pretty hard unfortunately that was a lesson all by itself and I have since learned from that um, so I needed money to um, cover my bills and even just to keep up with the summer gas food miscellaneous items and even entertainment so um, I was in a pretty vulnerable spot this summer and I decided to, a couple of weeks before the school year ended, I put out two flyers. I said, okay, 
I know what I can do. I'm going talk to someone that I know who runs a church and who runs a church summer camp and I'm going to host a, local, uh, a summer camp at the church. I'll be the director. The parents will have to pay. I'll take a cut from that and pay uh, myself and the rest will go towards the church and I will be fine. And then I say, you know what? I could also teach a mini course or a sewing clinic for kids. So at the start of the summer, I had put out two flyers, right? I had the summer camp flyer and I had the mini sewing clinic flyer for the kids. At the start of summer, neither idea had any clientele and I was headed to Cancun the following week for the wedding. And while I was there, I remember praying and asking God to make a way for me to make money. I was willing to bartend. I was going to wait some tables around the corner from my house. I said, I'll teach summer school. I'll drive Lyft. I'll do whatever is necessary. I wanted so badly to put a for hire sign on the cover pic of my Facebook page because the reality was that I was for hire. I needed to get some income. I decided not to, however, because I got a little nervous and a little embarrassed and I had made up some thoughts and ideas in my own mind that became false realities for me. And now I know what people are thinking. Well, hey, why not just drive Lyft? Duh, make some quick money. And I had done that before and I had a reliable car. I had the active account. Why not just do it? But I have made the mistake of telling my mom that I was thinking of driving for the company and she had a whole nervous breakdown over it. She called me, she texted me, she begged me to not do it because she had seen uh, things on TV about how people were getting attacked. She even spoke to one of our other family members who was a little nervous about it as well and so she basically tried to convince me that it was not safe. And even though I had my own personal experiences from driving Lyft in the past, I wanted to honor her wishes. And so I decided to not do it. That in itself is a whole lesson because the Bible tells us to honor our mothers and fathers that our days may be long upon the earth. And sometimes we don't think about how one little decision, even in doing that, really could have added years to my life because anything could have happened had I disobeyed her in that season. So in mid-July, one of my friends who happens to run a summer camp reached out to me and she asked me to teach a sewing class for 20 of her summer campers that were ages 3 to 12. And this was the start to the answered prayer and the manifestation of money that I had believed God for. Um, when she asked me to do it, I was like, okay, what am I going to teach these babies? And okay, how much am I going to charge for it? Like I had never done this before. I had never worked for, um, for hire for a summer camp. I did it in the past as a volunteer. So I had the experience, but I really didn't have the knowledge to know how much to charge for it. And so I got a little nervous because I said, well, what if I ask her to pay me this much and she's unable to do it? Then I'm out of an opportunity. So 
it was purely the wisdom of the Lord that caused me to ask her what her budget was as opposed to giving her a price in the beginning. And I told her that I was willing to work um, with her budget as opposed to me setting a price and setting what those terms were. She replied what her budget was. And when I tell you I could not have been more grateful I told her that I was happy to work with her budget and I looked forward to future opportunities beyond this one because that was the other thing. I didn't want to price myself out of future opportunities. I wanted to be fair and so that in the future she could call me and, and she already knows what I'm expecting and we would have a, a lasting relationship. So I told her that I would create an activity within a three hour time frame that was fun and age appropriate. And so, bam, right there, my first manifestation of income had come out of prayer, out of believing God, and out of faith. And this came out of an unanswered flyer that I had thrown out at the end of the school year, had no kids coming to sign up, had no parents signing up. And I believe that I could have done a better job transparently. I could have done a better job with advertising. Um, but I think there were parts of me that was that really just didn't want to do it. I, I don't know. I can't even answer. Um, and so even though the flyer that I threw out was a different format, like I wanted the kids to come to me and I was going to teach them for a couple of hours and then they would go home. Um, it wasn't the same format. However... It was obviously what I was ordained to do in that season. It also gave me experience and perspective on how I could solicit the same service to camps the following summer. So next summer, look out for me because I'm coming for your summer camp. Um, that weekend, my sister invited my mom and I out to celebrate her birthday. And I knew I wanted to go. And I was so grateful that now I had a couple of dollars that I could support myself while there. And I want to stop right there because sometimes we want God to just give us stuff in chunks and in lump sums. God, I need $5,000. And you expect those $5,000 to come in the mail and you feel like that's it. That's going to be great. Well, it doesn't always work like that. Sometimes God will give you things piece by piece, bit by bit, but it's always, always, always on time. Always on time. And so just like how this first example, I was able to go to um, celebrate with my sister and I had money to support myself. I couldn't do everything that I wanted to do, but I was able to contribute to the hotel room. I was able to um, pay for the parking. Well, truthfully, that was my contribution. I couldn't contribute to the hotel room, but I paid for the parking, which was pretty darn expensive. I also was able to cover all of our charges for the nightclub that we attended and I even paid for half of the meals uh, for dinner so those little things um, helped so 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 much and I was even able to squeeze out a nice inexpensive gift for her um, that I picked that I knew she would love the, the moment that she opened it up the next chunk of money came 
from pure happenstance as well. I was on the phone with my best friend, same one I went running with, and she had just gotten a job at a new school, and so she was also working a two-week summer program. And I said, oh, two weeks? They hiring? And she said, possibly, yes. And since you're a science teacher, I'm sure they can use you. And this summer school session paid in stipends. And so I said, um, hmm, with this stipend, that could potentially really, really help me out with the bills that I need to pay for the summer. And with this particular school, it was only for two weeks. They supplied the lesson plans, the assessments, the behavioral support was there, and everything that I would need to have a successful time. All I had to do was land the job. So I reached out to the recruiter, and um, after a while I didn't hear from her, so I reached out to her again. And the second time that I reached out to her, she invited me to do a 10-minute demo lesson. And I was a little upset with that because I'm like, what? I've been teaching for 10 years. It's usually, you saw my resume, you know, you know I, what I could do. However, I'm so glad I did the 10 minute demo lesson because I realized that um, people have different expectations of what good teaching looks like. And I'm grateful that I've had experiences where I can go into a lesson and within that 10 minute lesson, I can do everything that I need to do, every component of the lesson and do it well and successfully. Um, so I prepared for the lesson um, and I went in there and honestly, y'all, I crushed it. And I left knowing I crushed it. Not to be cocky, but I knew that I did what I had to do. I knew that I had prayed about this job. I said, Lord, I need this. This is going to be one of the major blessings in this summer. And I, I cannot fail. I have to get this done. And I went in there. I went in there knowing that I could do it. And I did. So within two days, I had gotten an email and an offer for the position. So there you have it. There was my next sum of money, my next chunk. And I could tell you it was a good piece of change considering I only had to put in two weeks of work. And I had worked similar previous uh, jobs in the summer and the rate was not as good. So I can tell you I was grateful and it also let me know that I was on time. Oh my God, you guys, I have so many examples this summer and the Lord instructed me to write them down so that I could share them. The next one is um, just about how my husband and I, we like to make, take small trips throughout the summer. Nothing major, but we like to go to, you know, nearby cities, go get some good food at a good restaurant. And our first wedding anniversary was coming up and... You know, we really didn't want to shortchange ourselves. However, we did decide, you know what, we're still going to be frugal. So at the beginning of summer, I had said, you know what, babe, let's save some money. Let me cook your lunch for you, cook your dinner for you. Um, just, you know, pay for the groceries. I got you. And at the time, and actually still currently, I decided that I wanted to uh, lose some weight. And so I started eating one meal a day. And so my demand for food wasn't that great. And so 
um, this particular system, me eating one meal a day, me cooking his lunch and dinner, this worked out so well for us. And it actually bonded us together. And But in the process, we realized, hey, we could save a lot of money. And so this particular example put money back into our pockets because we were saving money by doing things that we really should have been doing all along, cooking our own meals, not being so, um, not just easily going out and buying food all the time just because we had the money to, but being smart about how we um, spent our money. And even more so being smart, we were being good stewards over our money. And God, I believe, honored that and allowed us to um, still get everything that we needed. Trust me, we did not miss a meal. And in the process, we bonded together, which was actually something that we enjoyed the most. We started cooking together and um, we we actually realized how much we enjoyed doing that. And previously and even throughout the school year, we had tried cooking together and it was just not a pleasant experience. So another interesting series of events happened over the summer that manifested a little over $100 for me, and this was totally unexpected. So you know that I own and operate a clothing line called So Naturally Talented, and this is birthed mostly out of my passion for sewing clothes and creating accessories for women. One particular evening, I received a message from a high school friend of mine on Facebook that one of her friends needed one of my signature ties to complete her look for a wedding that she was going to the next day. And this summer, I really didn't do a whole lot of sewing. And so I only had a few pieces. Like when I say a few, I mean a handful of completed ties um, because I was working on and working through some ideas. And like I said, I'm coming out with a new line of ties with a different approach. So I sent her the pictures of the, the ties that I did have. And I told her to have her friends select the one that she wanted. Ironically, the one that she selected was the only kind of tie of that kind. It was a pre-tie version that I was prototyping for uh, my new line. Later that evening, she let me know who that friend was, and it turned out to be Pamela Long, better known as Pam from the R&B group Total. When I tell you I was over the moon, like totally, totally unexpected. So I offered to give her the tie free of charge, complimentary, in exchange for promotion on her social media sites because she's a celebrity. Number one, I have to realize I can leverage this relationship. And so she agreed, and she was really, really humble, really, really sweet. I met up with her the next morning, gave her the pre-tied tie, the only one that I had, and later on that evening, she posted pictures on her social media, and she left... She actually did two posts for me, y'all. And in both of those posts, she talked about just her experience with me and with the tie and just thanked me so much. Like, she was so sweet. And it was literally the sweetest thing I had ever received. And not only did she share kind words, but she also posted a prayer um, for my business. And she inboxed me and prayed for me. Like, I couldn't even, I could not have asked for a 
a better blessing. On top of that, within one week, I had received four orders and many, many more followers. So it was like a total unexpected blessing. Hey guys, it's time for our pop tip of the week. Here it is. Do some reading or research in an area that is unfamiliar to you and learn something new. Perhaps you've always wanted to know how trucking companies get started or how trucking companies function or how bloggers make money online. Whatever it is, read up about it and teach yourself something new. We are never too old to learn something new and the more we know, the better we can contribute to this ever-changing world. Let me know how it goes. Send me an email at progressonpurposepodcast at gmail.com or send me a DM on Instagram. I would love to hear from you. A Facebook message um, yet again blessed me when I received a request from one of my neighbors who was looking for someone to help her out and pick up her three-year-old daughter from school every day. She offered to pay me weekly, and and she was really in need because she had just gotten a new job. So I said, okay, I'm not working over the summer. I could pick her up, you know. It's on, the, and even throughout the school year, I said it's on my way from home from work, so I could just pick her up, no problem. And so I discussed it with my husband. He agreed that hey, it's a, it's a good idea, try it out. So we worked out a rate that um, was workable for both her and I. And I need to stop right here and say this. Sometimes we have to meet people where they are. And when we do that, God will make up the difference. God will bless us. And so when I came up with a rate for her, first of all, I prayed about it. I did because I had no idea how much to charge her. And um, I we worked out a rate together, one that she was comfortable with as a mom of, I believe she has four children. I believe she's a single mom. I wasn't trying to hit her over the head. God knew my heart. God knew my intention. And I also thought about how when I was a child, I knew that there were people in my mother's life who lent their hand out for my mom. Oh, I'll watch Michelle. Oh, I'll help you do this. Oh, I mean, people used to drop off food to our home sometimes. And even my mom, that's the way I learned. My mom reciprocates the same thing. Sometimes when people are sick, when people... um, when her friends lose a husband or whatever the case is, she will go, she'll cook, she'll deliver food, she'll just give everything. And I wanted to be that for this particular mom. And I didn't really know her. I had met her prior to um, on the, in our Facebook group for our community, but I didn't really know her. But my heart went out to her for some reason. And so um, I wanted to be available for her. I wanted to be there for her. And when I tell you she has been so consistent and it has put it has put money in my pocket that allows me to uh, take care of the things that I need to take care of on, on a day to day. And if I don't spend that money, I invest it. I put that money to the side and I say, OK, this is going in my investment account. This is going to be put towards X, Y, Z. Um. And the other part of that blessing is that when I first met my husband, I talked to him about how I wanted to start a livery service. And this is because when I was a child, I uh, rode on the livery service from school. And so I, was, I always was intrigued by the, uh, the idea 
And so God is like, oh, you said you want to start a livery service, right? Okay, here's this opportunity. And it's so funny how the Lord made a way because I, the rate that I worked out with her was comparable to what it would have been for a lift ride home every single day. We just did it for the whole week. So I honored my mother by not driving for lift, but God brought an opportunity to me that was com- comparable to that. And it's a lasting relationship. So let me tell you, I, <laughs> I was just too through. Um, Oh my God. Um, one week before the beginning of the, of the school year, um, which was also one week before my bills were due again, I was still short about $200. And that was of the goal that I wanted to meet for that summer, right? My bills, my, uh, the things that I needed. When I tell you unexpectedly, and totally unsolicited. I didn't say a word. My mom, the goat, okay? She put $200 into our shared savings account. This is an account that I had since I was nine years old. And we just remained connected. Out of nowhere, I didn't say a word. She put the exact amount that I needed in my account with the text that said this is for easy pass and whatever else i know you're not working right now so i hope this helps when i tell you i broke down right there and i could break down right now because i was so appreciative and i was appreciative of what she had done and i was more appreciative of what god had done he had literally given me the exact amount that I needed for everything that I needed for this summer. And I need to also say this. I, this summer, spent more time in church than I had ever spent in the last couple of years. And that's because I had given church a break and I could share more about that on another podcast. But I had um, just made some personal decisions that had me out of church. However, I'm married to a minister and a drummer. He's not just a drummer, but he is a minister. He's a praying man. He requires that, you know, we're a household of faith and I have no problem with that. And so we go to church and for a while I was just like, all right, I'm just going, you know, we just going to go, we going to leave. I'm not doing nothing. I'm not singing on the praise team. No, I can't help with this service. No. Mm-mm. And God dealt with me this summer about all of that. He dealt with me about my commitment level, um, not to church, but to him. And he also dealt with me in the area of my finances. Um, And so one of the things that he said to me in in my private time was that I'm no longer going to be abused in the area of my finances in church. And that was an area that in the past I had been abused in. And so this summer I started to release what I should have released in the past, like release anger, bitterness, hurt, 
all of those things. And, and again, I will share more about that, but I released so much this summer, so much so that I became more and more comfortable releasing money, releasing my, what, what I used to hold on to so much. And so it's ironic that in the same summer that God manifested so many different opportunities for me to get the money that I needed. I started to give and what it let me know was that God is truly my source and my job is not my source. Other people are not my source. God is my source. And so what's the purpose of holding on to something that is so tangible? What's the purpose of holding on to something that you, God is going to make up the increase anyway? Um, this particular blessing that I'm going to share is the one that is the most unexpected yet expected. Um, and I say that because you all know that I have a passion for planning and for, uh, like I love being an operations manager or project manager. Like that is something that I love to do. And so the opportunity came for me. Um, maybe back in early part of summer to work on planning a project for one of my close friends. And he actually hired me to be the operations manager for a series of events that he wants me to put, put on. And what I love about this particular relationship is that even though this person is a close friend of mine, Business is still business and he understands my worth. He understands what I'm worth in this capacity. He understands um, and he knows my work history, my work ethic. He knows that just because we're cool, I'm not going to take advantage of that. And he was even furthermore just committed to work only with me. Like he didn't want to work with anybody else to the point where he was willing to put off the event until I was available. And let me talk about the favor in that sometimes opportunities are waiting for us, waiting for us to catch up, right? And I think that, I mean, that just blows my mind how at the right time and the right opportunity will come along and it will be just for you. And it will catapult you and start something or even just spark something inside of you that um, excites you. And so I'm really grateful. And so when it came to negotiating payment, I was a little nervous. I was like, okay, this is, um, this is... I, I know what my worth is, and but I know we're friends, so I don't want to hit you over the head. And when I talked to him, he was happily willing to pay what I had asked for. And I was so grateful because, again, that's more income coming into my home. I had made a declaration this summer that next summer I'm not working. And I said, the reason why I don't want to work is because I want to do something that I'm passionate about. So whereas, you know, I, I am a teacher, I do love teaching, I love kids, um, I have other passions. And so I want to be able to, in the summer, in those two months, explore 
some of the other areas that I'm really passionate about, like fashion, like planning. And um, I want to be available that entire time. And so I told myself and I prayed about this and I I um, decided that I'm going to put more money to the side from every check as much as I can and, and, and live frequently and frugally and, you know, do what I need to do so that I have enough money saved up in the summer. I'm not putting the same jam that I was putting this summer because, hello, we got to learn from our mistakes and um, just make that opportunity a reality for me for next summer. But unbeknownst to me, God was honoring that um, moment of faith and he started to give me opportunities to earn money or more money throughout the school year so that I could do what I need to do in the summertime or what I want to do in the summertime and at the same time not skin me too close during the year like I won't have to be you know thank God I won't have to be um eating oodles and noodles and feeding my family oodles and noodles. Like he's like, all right, I'm going to honor the faith that you have and the work that you're putting in behind it. Because like I said, faith without works is dead. Like you got this idea, but you're actually putting it, putting feet to faith. And because you're putting feet to faith, Michelle, I'm going to honor that. And so since I uh, made that declaration, opportunity after opportunity has been coming. I even got a uh, two more inquiries actually to oversee projects for both large and small companies y'all I mean I am so grateful it is putting me in a space to do the things that I really love to do like I really love to do this stuff it's also for forcing me to start a business another business um that I, that I really should have started years ago I really should have jumped on it years ago but that's what goes back to what I was saying earlier, how sometimes opportunities will push you um, to do the things that you should have done before. And so what is the meat of today's topic? The question was, what is your faith doing? Right. And I just shared my testimony. And I'm sure when I listen to this, I'm going to be like, I said that. Oh, I did. Um, but I want to be as transparent as possible and let you know that faith, faith is something that, you know, a lot of us like to talk about, um, especially those of us who, you know, are faith based, go to church, um, or are religious or practice some religion. And we, we truly believe that what we pray for will manifest and I just wanted to testify and let you know that the very things that when we step out on faith the very things that we are operating in faith in as we are doing the work as we are putting ourselves out there as we're being um just open to all of that literally those things will come to pass they'll come to pass Faith is the substance of things that we hope for. It's the very evidence of things that we can't see. I could not see how I was going to manifest exactly what I needed this summer. I could not see exactly how I'm going to how I was going to manifest 
what I need next summer. And I still don't know the whole picture. So I'm, I can't wait to tell the story. And trust me, I'm going to write it down. Um, but I'm looking forward to next summer now because I can already see glimpses of what God is doing as I, I, as I walk in faith. And I know it is only the, the confidence of God that allows me to have the kind of faith that I have. So the meat of today's message or today's talk is simply that truly faith without works is dead. Um, and uh, you have to, we have to operate in faith and activate our faith in order to produce results. When we operate in faith, God will come through and he will perform. He will give us literally the evidence of the very things that are not seen. I hope this message helped you today, encouraged you to live by faith, encouraged you to activate your faith. The question is, what is your faith doing? I hope that your faith is not just all coming out your mouth, but it is you're actually and we're actually putting feet to faith. We're actually doing the very things that and operating in the very things that will cause God to move. And I'm excited to hear about what God has done for you or what he's worked, what what you can see glimpses of him doing for you um, in this season. Please, please, please reach out to me on Instagram, on Facebook. I really, really, truly want to know. I hope that this helps someone. I'm looking forward to next week and the weeks to come. Come on back, subscribe to this podcast. I would love to stay connected with you. But in the meantime, let's continue to make progress on purpose. Take care.